0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massingill, alongside head coach Tony Ursulin. Terren will be joining us in just a minute. Corey behind the scenes, Uh, as always, coach. A couple losses this past weekend against some really tough opponents. Uh, Friday night taking on Minnesota, 27 to 12, final on that one, and then Wisconsin on Sunday, 27 to 14, final on that one. Um, But still some positives, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, But some of your overall thoughts on the weekend.
1: Yeah, um, you know, just maybe maybe one of frustration in that we lost some close matches, right, that, that you want to, in any uh, duel against a quality opponent, which obviously both Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, are quality, highly ranked opponents. So just, um, you know, frustration that we, we lost some close matches that I thought we could have and should have won you know, had it gone a better way, you know, in one or two situations. You know, there's always those key situations in any match where you finish the takedown or win the scramble, you know, you, uh, you win the match. You send it your way. So just simply a matter of correcting some things. I thought the effort was great. The attitude was great. You know, the, the big things, you know, are, are in control, I felt like. It's just a matter of situationally uh, being better uh, to win those key matches, which send the duel in your favor. You know what I mean. So, and obviously we were we were a little short short-handed <clears throat> I don't know, you know how much we would talk about uh, Jared Florrell, but I do want to give him a shout out. He fi- he sure. filled in re- really well. Went one and two on the uh, on the weekend. Had a big win against uh, you know Wisconsin. But but you know being a little short handed is never a good thing either. So um, you know overall. Um, just maybe a little frustration on situationally we lost some some stuff you know things that we should have been a little better at but rest assured we'll, we'll make those corrections
0: yeah uh well the first guy I want to hit on to Devin Schroeder obviously having a great season so far 22 and 4 on the season he's won four straight uh against some really good competition got a big win on Friday night against number 12 at the time uh with a by tech fall and then on Sunday was an ex- exciting match to watch. I mean, you, yeah. you never... The you, second and third periods were exciting. Right? <laughs> yes, I, <yeah>. mean, <laughs> I mean The first was
1: exciting, too, just for the other team. That, <laughs> kind of the point
0: that I, I wanted to get to was, I mean, obviously you never want a guy to get in that situation, but it is good to find out that he's got that in him, that even when he gets down, you know, yeah. way behind like he was, to be able to pull it through. Went down 8, to, for anyone that didn't uh, get to see, went down 8-1 in the first period, ended up taking... The match 9 to 8 in the final.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Those situations are going to happen. And so, uh, you know, it's nice, you know, for Devin to pull that out. Clearly, it didn't go the way we wanted to, but, you know, you, you talk a lot with your guys about. You know, not only do you want to see your match plans going the way you expect them to, but you expect you know you want guys to think about match plans where they encounter adversity and mm-hmm. see themselves coming back. And that was you know I thought you know he did a good job. You know down eight to one, I didn't see panic, I didn't see you know frustration. Right. Uh, I just okay, I got I got to pick this up, I got to go get my points. And and he knows he's capable. I mean, with four
2: point near fall,
1: that's what I was going to say of, of anyone
0: yours. of anyone to be to be comfortable in that situation. It's Devin because I mean he just loves getting back points. Well, and yeah, it, no it goes back
2: it goes back. The Mike Tyson quote, you know, everybody's got a plan until they got punched in the mouth, and, sure. De- and Devin got punched in the mouth, yeah. and uh, I thought the coolest move, the coolest moment for me was uh, him taking top in the second. Right. Yeah. You know, he knows who he is. He knows what he needed to do, and he knew like the best way to go about it. He called an audible, yep. and. Uh, and went
1: out and made it happen for himself. Yeah, no and, doubt. And there was even when he was on top and he hadn't quite turned him yet, you know, there were some roll-around <laughs> situations that could have gone either way. And like I said, there was there was just no there was no panic. You know, he, he just stayed with you know what he needed to do. He eventually he got the turn and then he went in and he got another takedown in the third and finished the ride out like he was supposed to. So and I, overall you don't wanna see, you know, your guys put in those situations, right? Like we'd all just have him go out and, and start rolling people up on top and on his feet, but uh, I thought he handled the
2: situation really well in another moment f- for growth. Corey, it reminded me a lot of uh, the year Cash Carroga was an All-American at 125. Second round, he drew a guy named Joe Langle from Rutgers. You remember him? Mm-hmm. And Cash got caught in not one but two first-period cradles. Was down Was down big and similar to what Devin did. Had to grind out of that hole and come got back. Got and himself,
3: stay alive and got himself out of it.
2: Got himself out of it and uh, you know, and that resulted in... a. That resulted in a podium finish for for cash that year. So but it was uh, it was very reminiscent of that for me. Yeah. In thinking when I thought about it after the duel.
3: I got it I got a quick question. Devin chose top. Yeah. How much freedom do you give guys in that? Is it is it does it depend on the guys of collaborative effort? Like they look over at you if if, if yeah. they're like I wanna go up, okay. Yeah, that's
1: great, that's a great question. I think uh, a lot of times what we do is you know we watch film coaches watch more film than the kids like I said we don't you know we want the guys to be concerned about their game plan and how they're gonna handle stuff so as we watch film we kinda get impressions of what we may want to do and then you you run your scenarios right I mean so we're always thinking ahead too about if this comes to us first you know if they defer to us where are we gonna go or if it comes to Devin first because he's so good on top hey defer force them to make a decision so some of them um, can depend on how the flip goes prior to the duel, right? Yeah, sure. And you find out who's odd and even, and who's going to have first choice because typically a guy like Devin is going to defer and put him in a tough spot. And say, okay, do you want to go down mm-hmm. early in the match, or are you going to, mm-hmm. you know, save us a point? So, what does that look like? So, when when they had, uh, you know, when it went to evens, uh, choice went to him first. He deferred to us. So now it's on us. And and of course, to me with him, it's a very easy decision because he is good on top. So so. You know but there is uh, more talking behind the scenes with the coaches okay. we don't always you know um, express to them right away what we're gonna do we ask hey look over to us we'll give you our opinion but ultimately these kids are gonna be the ones in control of the match right. you're gonna win the match you got to do what you believe in so there's a time you know they look and say hey it's your call other times they may look and say hey we want to go down now you know, just give him our two mm-hmm. cents but mm-hmm. but ultimately listen the, the guy's got to believe in how they're going to win the match and, and, and
0: make the call so did you did you like his choice there i mean obviously going into that situation going into the second period he's down well, it worked so it did he run, he run, of course in <laughs> hindsight but going, going into that period he's down eight to one you never know like what his mental state is you kind of feel him out you saw how he reacted after the end of the first yeah. period so you never know like now, Are you going to be able to? Stay in on my track?
1: opinion, for him, easy call.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, you always want to wrestle in your strongest position. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and let me use—I'll use, uh, I'll use uh, Parker Phillies as an example. A match where we we won a very frust- we lost a very frustrating match. Yeah. One of those key. Right. Okay. Um, Parker's on top. We feel like the momentum is clearly heading our way. We we thought we had a young man who was fatiguing and just wanted to get through the match while we were building momentum. Okay, so he. he He's on top, the young man took down. Um, we're telling Parker, hey, um, one but not two because we don't want to give up the reversal, let mm-hmm. him in his best position. Mm-hmm. So clearly when that scramble happened and we lost the scramble, now he's on top. Yep. Now we've got to wrestle from his best position. We would have rather have given away the escape where we can get back to hand fighting hard, pushing the pace and getting our attacks off. So th- that's where those, those little decisions are huge. So for Devin, no, we want to be in our strongest position, top, right. great, love, love the call. Um, where with Parker, he just held on too long in that top position, got caught up in a roll. To me, that's a that's a that's a decision that we don't want to make again. Mm-hmm. Understand how you're going to win this match. Let him go, kicking loose for the point. Let's go pick up the pace with our hand fight. Yeah. Maybe Scorson he's more. been called for stalling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. down, you know, um, you know. Get your attacks off, get him called again, get him taken
2: down. Had already been on his legs two or three he times already, been already on in the match.
1: So that's where these tactical things, right, those, those little decisions against quality people, and I think that Wisconsin kid was ranked top five, maybe four even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's That's one, where those seven little decisions, they make, they, they make a big deal. Um, and so, just you, that's where understanding what you have to do to win the match. And to me, it always comes down to put yourself in your strongest position to win, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's where you want to be. You don't yep. want to wrestle from somebody else's strength. Let's put us in our strength. And Devin did that. And we, we just we missed it coming out of that scramble against Parker. Yep. Now, our effort was good. He showed a lot of promise. Correct the position. We can make that match go our way. Yep.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, well, another guy having an incredible season, Kendall Coleman. I know. I feel like we talk about Oh-oh. him all the time, but it's deserved. Uh, obviously, he's 26 and six on the season. Won his last uh, five straight matches. Got a tech fall on Sunday against Wisconsin. Leads the team in takedowns. Did I mean, what is there to say about the about the redshirt freshman Kendall Coleman? I mean, you guys have to be yeah. s- super excited about what he's done so far, and you know what his his outlook looks like.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, You know, he showed what he's capable of there. And I think that has us all very excited, right? Um, He just needs to learn how to impose that on people a little more often. He's been winning. uh, But I've said it on on our podcast numerous times. So I'm tired. You know, sorry to our viewers. But (laughs) no, I like it. it, I like it. Say it again. It's not winning and, w- and losing, you know, it's what are you capable of, you know, like, mm-hmm. I-, I want you to perform at your, your, the top of your capabilities, and that's what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. So, so that represented kind of what he can do on his feet, you know, where sometimes he's gotten slowed down, and he's still won, but maybe it's a takedown, and the kid's capable of more than one. Yeah, you know, so um, I think it has us all excited that we saw again what he's capable of, and I think it gets him excited. Now we want him to kind of enforce that and impose that on his opponents a little bit more often you know you understand you're not going to get 12 every time out. i, <laughs> 12 I get 12 takedowns take no,
2: why not
1: I, Listen, <laughs> i'm with you i'm 100 I'm with you i would love to see 12 every time um and get it sure that should be the goal yeah but if he can even learn hey you know um because you know you know some of these guys he's gotten one you know what i mean and he's right there um two three four you know like You don't go from 2 to 12, right? Like, you connect the dots in between. So uh, great performance, really excited for him. I think he continues to kind of see what he's capable of, and that's what you
2: want. And I think there's a cool link there between, you know, you you can go back to what Devin, the situation Devin was in, where he was down 8 to 1 and whatnot, and he knew what he was capable of. Like, that's kind of a direction that Kendall needs to still go, and the fact that, like, you've are willing to take some more risks and take those shots. You know, we talked, you read the quote yesterday, if he's willing to take those shots and go after a guy and try and get Mm -hmm. 12 takedowns every match, it almost, you know, you can give up one. Yeah. because because you know you're gonna go get four or five more Generally. i felt like david taylor wrestled that way it was david taylor got taken down from time to time because he was too aggressive yeah he was you know he was willing to throw it all out there and throw it against the wall and see what was going to happen yeah. and uh you know if we if kendall moves that direction that's he's gonna get real dangerous yeah I,
1: I think um from being the ultimate competitor standpoint that's what you want right that's what most people should seek and i believe that like we train really hard our kids are in shape so i want them to understand like one takedown isn't going to beat you, you know, and, and that, that will make you a more relentless attacker because sometimes, and this goes to the psychology maybe of, of wrestling too, where, you know, kids, uh, I've even seen it with bottom. If, if you're poor on bottom, that will even make your feet less effective because you're, you're thinking, God, if I screw this up and I end up on bottom, can yeah. I get away? And does the match go away yeah. from me? So, you know, that's how psychology can play a factor in this. And you want kids to understand that, hey, you're in shape, you have good attacks, you can score points, so your margin of error continues to grow. Like, who wants to be put in a position where you are forced to wrestle a perfect match? I mean, it just doesn't exist. You, know, you you want to chase that, right? We all chase perfection. That's why we practice and train and you know, focus on the things we do. But man, you know, I, you don't want to have to have to be perfect mm-hmm. to win the match. You want to, you know, if, if we slip and fall on the banana peel or the referee throws up, you know, something quick that wasn't there. Okay, we got to be able to overcome that, and you've got to have the confidence you can. So I, I think that just goes to why you need to train hard and why you need to be aggressive, so that you're not your margin of error isn't this. You know, let's, let's make our margin
2: of error big. You can be down 8-1 in the first period and <laughs> right. still come back and come back and win. Yes. Yeah.
3: The other thing I liked about Kendall Sunday, 12 takedowns, <laughs> of course, is so many different types of takedowns, different attacks he used. You'll see a lot of guys, like, they'll rely on the same One-trick He he loves his ties, and he goes to that duck under single all the time. Uh, Max, yeah, his under hooks. Dylan uh, likes
2: under hooks? you heard that before? Max
3: likes his, his <laughs> outside low single. You know, it's it's a very good shot. Kendall used so many different attacks on Sunday yeah. like To have that varied Toolbox, how much of a, of a benefit is that going to be for him going forward?
1: No, absolutely I mean, he's he's kind of been blessed with <clears throat> some skill sets that that opens that toolbox up mm-hmm. You know every, every year you want to add to your toolbox, but the nice thing is he's a young he's a young man you know what I mean, and he's still he's got some you know some nice skills in his toolbox already. And if we just add one or two a year to that, you know he's going to be very dangerous from lots of positions. And that's what we hope for all of our mm-hmm. guys. Just continue to add skill sets to your toolbox, and I don't mean you know ten or twelve, right? Like it's, that's where the jack of all, master of none comes in. So you don't want to focus on that, but man, you want to add a couple skill sets just to, to each position every year, uh, so that you're more a more complete wrestler.
0: Well, speaking of. Uh Corey mentioned Dylan Lighty. He's old hat in our conversations here as well. Uh, old man in the room. Yeah, 26 and He one. talks about it
2: all the time, too. Okay. Dylan Dylan often, it's really funny th- to hear Dylan talk about how, how old he is because uh, he's not, obviously. But, uh, yeah, he, he definitely considers himself like a yeah.
3: grad student engaged. He's, he's like 30.
2: If you, say, I mean if you say
3: so I'll, 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 I'll take it but at the same time hairline right okay don't tell him I said that uh, hair's, he's over, hair's overrated
0: 26 and 1 on the season he's won 5 straight as well uh, 3 by major decision uh, Took on Friday
3: Friday's
2: major was huge nice. it was huge uh,
0: and then against Skatska on Friday which is you know always been a back and forth they yeah. wrestled quite a bit Kind of going back to what we were talking about with Devin, how you know, guy, you know, you know his skill set, you trusted him in that situation. How, how what is it like uh, coaching on Matt's side? Does it change anything for you? Sending a guy out there against a guy that he's seen so many times. I mean you they yeah. you know I have guys uh, set on air it's kind of like two friends like old friends meeting each other on the mat as often as they do. Fortunately Dylan has come out on top in most yeah. of those. Uh, All but of them. is it is All it do you change your approach <laughs> on the them. mat side? Having a guy go out there against someone so familiar?
1: No, no you know, um, we, re- we really just want to stay focused on what we're trying to do. What I was really proud of of Dylan for in that match, though, is I t- and I told him, I said, this doesn't have to be close. Mm-hmm. You know, your attacks, your attacks are good. And traditionally, ashamed. it has been. That yeah. that it's matchup been, has been yeah, really it's close. It's been a one or two point yeah, match say, all the time. You know, and that's why I'm t- in mean, his ear all the time. It doesn't have to be close. It doesn't yeah. matter what the ranking is. It doesn't matter who the guy is. It doesn't have to be close. Yeah. And I was just really proud that he... Uh, um, he, when he, he, got it going, um, he, he didn't take his foot off the gas. He kept coming in the last, right. the last takedown, you know, he got six, he got the two for the takedown and got near fall out of it. And, um, you know, I just, he, he was excited. He was, he was emotional. And yeah. I love that for him. And I, and by the way, I think he told me he's undefeated in his hammer down cancer singlets. Um uh, I have do, to, so. I'd have to look well, that up. will we'll so double check that. So I think he, he's, you know, in his mind, you know, he finished his career undefeated. Dylan in, in, Lighty, that. defender of, defender of cancer research. Yes. Yes. Right. So, um, but uh, you know, just like, that's what we're in his ear about, right? Like, just kind of widen the gap, widen the gap. And, uh, and I was just really proud that uh, against a, a guy who knows him well, showed him, hey, I, I can
2: widen the gap between me and other guys. You know, mm-hmm. I just need to keep coming and yeah. put myself in those positions. It's not like it was a secret. Like, Skatskin knew, he knew what was coming. Right, mm-hmm. right. It wasn't the first time he'd seen it, and Devin was still able to impose, or Dylan, excuse me, was still able to impose his will. Yeah. And and put up a big number on the board.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of those hammer down cancer singlets, Raised over $2,600, right, on, yeah, f- almost, on Friday night. Almost 2700 So that was awesome. My question is, There's based cool? off of what you just said, that Dylan is undefeated in that, what are the rules at things like Big Tens and Nationals for your singlets? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. We, he's a he's singlet a choice way. away from I the National Championship. Like that. <laughs> can he take one of those with him, you know, maybe for a, a Sunday at Big <laughs> Ten. Well, of course, or, so we already sold I'm them. I was going to say, they're gone.
2: We auctioned them uh, off. So yeah. Marty, get Marty on the phone. Now that means Please. said, it's <laughs> a great point. That means said, Mo bought his. Yes, yes. So his, his fiancé his fiance okay. bought his singlet, yes, so it's so not like it's oh, going to not- be real far away.
0: I'm just saying we should just pick through the rules a little bit, see what the rules are mm-hmm. on singlets. That's a great point. That does kind not- of turn I hadn't
2: thought about that, but that's a great point. <laughs> I will add this. Um, Bailey did throw a few more. There were some extra singlets mm-hmm. left. Um, and so uh, on the website, on the auction website on perusports.com, if you didn't get a chance to bid on singlets, on uh, was it, on Friday, yeah. and you mm-hmm. still want one? There is an opportunity to go to go bid, help us raise more money for uh, for the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. Um, yep. You know, you get a really cool Nike.
3: Singlet. Those things are sharp too. I love that look. They were a good
2: look this year, I thought.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: the one thing I would mention, just to
1: our listeners, I guess, too, because maybe seeking advice on this is, we were told and uh, that having kid sizes would help the bidding. We're looking into so it. So we're feeling like next year maybe not only auctioning off the ones that the guys wear and compete in, which is great and cool, but shoulders pretty small. We would be, yeah. <laughs> but we it? would maybe throw in some uh, some kid sizes and uh, and see if, isn't a kid if that size. works out as well. So if anybody has some strong feelings on that. That's Let us know. We want to look into and see if that's that's something we should be doing next. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, we weren't the only matches this past weekend. I mean, we had a couple of big matches in the Big Ten, but I mean, the Big Ten was rowdy this weekend. Nebraska beating Ohio State uh, on Sunday, twenty to fourteen. Who's our next point, We'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but Friday as well, one versus two, Iowa versus Penn State. That was knockdown, drag out, the win all the way to heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa beating Penn State, 19-17. Penn State's first loss against a Big Ten team since Iowa beat them back in 2015. So, been yeah. a long time since they'd lost a Big Ten match. that's
2: a long time Do
0: you get to watch any of those I mean I know they were both of those matches were times where we also had matches as well so do you spend your Friday night maybe Saturday Sunday night after the Super Bowl yeah
1: you know obviously I got I got home late from our duel meet but had taped it and uh, and then just because you know these are people we're gonna be seeing down the road you're always watching film and so I did I did uh, have a chance to watch the duel I think you know it was a great environment And it's something that we just want to keep uh, building and growing within the sport. I think the dual meet has a strong place in our sport. And I'm even a traditionalist where I really appreciate the end of the year, you know, March with the Big Ten championships and the national championships. I love that environment. These Mm -hmm. kids get a chance to be All-Americans and national champs, and that's a huge part of our sport. incredible. you know, as we talk about growing rivalries and pulling younger fans and growing our fan base with more of a casual fan i think there's a big place for the dual meet Mm -hmm. and so we want to keep promoting that you know we want we want our dual meets packed you know whether it's in Mac, you're in Holloway. You, you want that environment. I think it's a great environment. It's something the casual fan can understand and identify more with. So uh, just just good for the sport to see dual meets drawing well and creating yeah. that
2: kind of uh, momentum. As a guy who you know, as you know, not a wrestling guy traditionally, you know, with with a different background in different sports, the dual is so much easier to follow and like to i think to get caught up in as a fan like Mm -hmm. if you're at it and you're you know you go to a tournament there's so much going on you don't always understand everything you don't understand how the scoring works you're not really sure of some things um but the duel is very you know you got 10 guys on each team and they're gonna go right head to head and they're gonna smack in the middle and it's gonna be settled in two hours (laughs) yeah and well that's the other (laughs) thing too yeah it's not a three-day affair um but uh yeah that iowa penn state match was was crazy
1: and Carver, 14, and Carver Hawkeye was nuts.
0: So I was going to say fourteen, fifteen thousand full at Carver Hawkeye. I mean.
1: Yeah. Well, I think if you look at BTN, kick out some, some numbers where it was one of their most watched uh, yeah. events. No,
2: it was their most watched wrestling event ever. Yeah, and even
1: maybe on the week, I think it drew really well. I, yeah, and I was I'm dro- not sure of all the numbers, but I go check it out because I think it drew really well from from a television standpoint. It
2: was the most. It was the most viewed event uh, last week over all the men's basketball, all the women's basketball, all the hockey, like yeah. it was some, it was somewhere like 350 some thousand viewers or something like that. Right. It was it was a pretty huge number.
1: Yep. And for our sport, like I said that's a positive thing. That's oh, something huge. we want to carry over here and mm-hmm. uh, build and grow where, you know, it, it's something where I think like some casual fans can mm-hmm. be pulled in and really enjoy what's going on.
0: Yeah, definitely great for the sport and we don't necessarily have time today, but maybe in the next couple of weeks uh, you alluded to, you know, the dual meet being so important. I know that there's conversation happening about maybe a dual meet championship, you know, later on. And, you know, and there's just conversation being talked about. Okay. So maybe we could talk about that later on uh, in the future. Maybe that's something the viewers at home would be interested in hearing a coach's perspective on, you know, kind of increasing the importance of dual meets later on in the season. Uh, also, some... Uh, recruiting stuff to talk about uh, not necessarily new signees but some of our current signees that we already have uh, that will be coming in next year having you know great last couple weeks Garrett yeah. uh became an all-time winningest wrestler at his high school with 165
1: wins 165 wins I believe is, is the number I saw so yeah um, That's yeah. a lot for and those players. He's, playing and he's at home. still building. I mean, yeah. have, they have not started right. their postseason event um, yet. So, that I mean, he has a lot of opportunities to continue to add to that. Yeah. Extra
2: cool about Garrett. Um, pretty amazing to know that he wrestled in, was it his sectional or his regional on, on Saturday?
1: It was team. Uh, it was a team sectional. It was team sectional? Yeah, because they have their team state coming up.
2: And um, then he and his dad jump in the car. And on Super Bowl Sunday, drive all the way over here from Pittsburgh to watch us wrestle Wisconsin. Love it. So, I mean, pretty cool to see a young man that is that talented and that committed. Um, kid Plus is all, all in. Kid is all in on Purdue, and I love it. I well, think it's going
0: to be fantastic. Soon enough, he'll just have like a five-minute walk to get, That's, to, yeah. to get to those. Can't wait. Uh, and also, Nori. I think you mentioned pinned his way at their sectionals. Yeah. So Indiana week, you know? has
1: started their postseason qualifiers. It was the first weekend this past weekend, and he pinned his way through. So nice to see him get off to a dominant start, and uh, you know, uh, obviously, you want to see him finish strong.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see the guys. You know, we talk about the the old hat that we've gotten Dylan Liney, Christian Bruner, those guys. Uh, you know, the new guys, Kendall Coleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to see what the next class will look like. Of Jake, having these. Jake
2: Rondell just had a big win too, didn't he, Tony? Yeah, right. that was a couple beat uh, weeks beat a, ago. But um, beat a kid, beat a kid that was highly ranked in the state. I know we can't yeah. throw names out of other other yeah. other player yeah. other teams. Had, signees. but uh, he had a loss from
1: earlier in the year that he turned around. Big nationally ranked win. Uh, they're getting ready to start their their postseason uh, qualifiers as well. So, I just some all around good performances by our our three signees, mm-hmm. and, and we're excited to watch them finish. Obviously, we want them here, you know, uh, next next summer and fall, and and, and add to this team. Get them so, training. Just a lot of excitement there for for future Purdue Boilermakers.
0: Yeah, well, coach is very busy. He's got a very busy schedule. So we'll wrap up real quickly talking about Nebraska on mm-hmm. Friday night. In Mackie. Lots going on Friday. Yeah. A ton going on Friday night. It's in Mackie, so don't show up, you know, kind of waiting around in Holloway until 7 p.m. It's not in there. It's in Mackie. Go across uh, the little yeah, walkway. Walk but I got
3: these great seats. Yeah. we <laughs> will, yeah. will
0: get front row seats at Holloway. I promise those will be open. Uh, Senior night as well, yeah. Honoring Dylan Lighty, Christian Bruner, Nate Lemix, yeah. uh, all guys that yeah,
1: three young men who have had a, a great impact on the program of the course. last you know four or five years. So uh, really going to be special to honor them uh, as well.
0: And alumni night, we got yep. uh, Plenty of alumni coming out. Uh, if you're a wrestling alumni, I'm sure you've probably gotten emails or you've gotten we, phone calls. We, maybe we're still Tanner. adding
2: people to the list. If you if you if you're if this is the first you're hearing about it on the podcast, which we pray it is not. Um, reach out. We'll, we'll get you on the list. Uh, there's a nice little program planned. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to some of the alums, some of the guys that I worked with back in my, my early days with wrestling that are coming through. Yep. It's going to be fun to see some of those guys. Uh,
1: yeah, they'll get a hangout in the room if they want to come and watch warm-ups, yep. uh, maybe see <clears> some <throat> of the facilities. There's social mm-hmm. hour, I think, pre and post. Yep. Uh, and there'll be some coaches talking. So just a lot of fun things for the alumni, and we want everybody back just to kind of catch up on what's going on in the program.
0: And if none of those things intrigue you, which would be, I don't under, I don't Sad. know who you are, that none of those Sad. things would intrigue you. This is the last time that you'll get to see the Boilermakers at home. This is the last home duel of the season as well. So alumni night, <clears throat> senior night, last home duel in Mackey. There's not much more you can you can throw out there of, of reasons to come. Oh, and it should
2: be a great duel on against of that. So, yeah, that yeah against against, 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 team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: against number six Nebraska coming into town. Uh, so and obviously a ton of connections there between your staff and Nebraska staff as well. Right. So uh, and you know I don't I don't want to go off on a tangent here a little bit because you only have a couple more minutes. But this would be tangential. It would be tangential. <laughs> yes, nice. Uh, back. But the season the foot starting to get taken off the gas a little bit with the regular season schedule. I mean, you've yeah. got Nebraska coming up on Friday, then 10 days until Illinois, nine or 10 days yep. until Illinois and the yeah. next Sunday, and then a couple weeks break after that before Big Ten starts. Yeah. So uh, maybe a little bit of change in the schedule, change in the routine coming up that you have to keep the guys focused on.
1: Yeah, no, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but yeah, we're, we're at the, the tail end, right? Our final home duel, and then we go on the road once. Um, you know, with, with Illinois, but then it's, it's really, it's, it's peaking phase, right? right? So it'll be really time to, where we'll adjust, adjust our training because we'll have more time to, to train without having to compete, right? Like, you know, you come off winter break where you get a chance to really push and, and hit up you know a mini peak i would call it right so you're ready for the big 10 season well now it's time to jump to another level really really sharpen these kids you know with their tactics and their mindset and and how we're going to execute different things so it's going to be i I enjoy that a lot i mean the coach in me really uh, enjoys the preparation right um as much as the competition and so i'm looking forward to the next you know, a phase where we'll really get a chance to to work on peaking uh, for the Big Ten championships and ultimately NCAA.
2: Well, everything gets so much more specific with the guys at this time of year. They, they, you know, they've done so much wrestling. You look at the fact Kendall Coleman's got 32 matches, Dylan Lighty's mm-hmm. got 27 matches. Like these guys have, these guys have been scrapping for a long time. And mm-hmm. so to step back and look at what they've been doing and and digest it, and mm-hmm. then like you know, we sat in that staff meeting on Monday and we got really really specific on what each guy needs to work on. Yeah. And so having the opportunity to you know, step away from competing and really focus on those areas that, you know, clean up those last little things that are give them an opportunity to get as high on the podium as humanly possible um, is really cool
0: yeah
1: it's the nice thing about wrestling it's you know you've got ten guys that are all going to score points for your team, but they all have different you know we'll call them areas of concentration and it really is going to boil down to their areas things that they those little things they have to do to uh, to win national titles right i mean if they can wrestle their match plan all the way through and pull people into their match plan their tactics you know uh, that's how they're going to get it done so it's it's all about them executing their own their own plan
0: well, it'll be very exciting to see. You know these guys that we've talked about today, twenty plus wins. See how much sharper they can get. Start peaking towards a Big Ten tournament, and that all starts on Friday against Nebraska. Uh, so good luck against the Cornhuskers. Thank
1: you. Yeah, another good battle. Uh, come on out. Like I said, should be a great environment with a lot of good things going on.
0: So uh,
2: free admission. You know, get get. His, let, let's fill the lower bowl. Let's push up into the upper bowl. Let's see if. Uh, we can, we can make Nebraska a little uncomfortable. Yep.
0: Should be an exciting uh, duel on Friday night, 7 p.m. in Mac Arena, so be sure to come out and support the Boilers uh, and honor the seniors as well. Uh, for head coach Tony Ursula, Tanner, Corey. Tanner, thanks for joining us. Hey, sorry for, me, sorry for being late. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you as well at home, thank you for joining us. And as always, Boiler Up.